Hello and welcome to Soldier's Podcast, episode number 88. I'm Schmitty. I'm Stark. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. Feels like forever since we've done one of these. It has. I'm feeling a little bit rusty. Well, we had a lot of turkey between now and then. Dang tryptophan recordings. <laughs> Don't we God, normally have it, tryptophan recordings? <laughs> well, before we get any farther into this uh, post-turkey fest, uh, we want to give a shout-out to our friends over at truckradio.net, kryptonradio.com, openbookaudio.com, and stitcher.com. Uh, we're once again brought to you this week by GoToMeeting uh, with HD Faces. You know, the reason behind a lot of these uh, teleconferencing uh, setups with GoToMeeting is that when you're just doing a phone call, a lot can get lost. Facial expressions mean so much in business when you're doing it. Raise of an eyebrow here, quirk lip there, and you lose it all when you're doing it over IM and phone alone. You need that face-to-face interaction. That's why if your team is spread out all over the place, use something like GoToMeeting with HD Faces. It makes it simple to make online meetings, and it's a big step forward with the highest quality HD video conferencing. And now with their new iPad app, it makes it even easier. We want to be able to share it with you. We want you to try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. This is a special offer. Go to GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Remember to use the promo code PODCAST. So, we are happy to have them. Indeed. We already have a suggestion for a show title, Tryptophan Recording. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little preemptive to say, you know, within the first few moments. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we could completely fall on our face and and have awesome show title come from that. True. The face fall episode. Face fall. Not quite what you meant? No. <laughs> now, Is that like Skyfall? <laughs> we also want to give a shout out to our friend Joko who uh, had an awesome concert Tuesday. Awesome. Indeed. In fact, I dare say it was one of the best concerts I've been to. I've seen um, probably 100 different acts in concert, and he was he was absolutely awesome. Very gracious, a lot of fun banter with the audience. Um I mean, there, there's nothing that was bad about the show. The sound. Did was you get a winner for your contest? We did have a winner. Um, some guy named Alex. Uh, congratulations to Alex. He uh, was the winner. He uh, barely beat out the guy in ba- behind him. He did. You know, it's funny because he yelled out, "Stolen Droid says hi." Um, Jonathan Colton from the stage heard him. Said, "Stolen Droid says hi." That means something. And I hear a guy I, either on the row behind me or two rows behind me say, dang, I was going to be the one to say that. <laughs> so so I, I think that people had kind of forgotten. They were enjoying themselves so much they forgot that they could actually win free stuff from us. But um, after the show, I talked with, with Jonathan, and he was very nice, very gracious, had some good conversations with Scarface before the show. If you have an opportunity to go see... Uh, Jonathan Colton when he comes to town in your city uh, go see him because it is, it is definitely worth worth the very little amount of money that you'll have to pay for it now he's already hit Denver by now we're, we're recording this on Thursday um, so go on to his website and check out when the next uh, show date is find one near you go check it out so yeah he's, it, it's awesome it's awesome 
as if to make up for last week, because last week we did our we did our annual gift guide, which seems to be very popular with the listeners. Um, this week has been just rife with headlines, like they're making up for it. Yeah, yeah, we had to pare some of them down. Yeah, so if we missed some, this is probably why, because we had to get rid of them. We had a lot of them. First off, we had a really funny headline. Funny, not haha. Funny, uh-oh. <laughs> where Google was going to buy a company named ICOA, or I-C-O-A, um, for $400 million. It's a little uh, Wi-Fi company, and people were freaking out left and right. There had been no word about this. It kind of made sense that they might buy something like this, but at the still, same time, it was unexpected that they just go ahead and do it. ICOA's stock fluctuated and then skyrocketed in, in news, um, only to find out that Google was not buying it. So what were they doing then? Uh, it was a it was a hoax. Oh really? Yeah. So Google wasn't buying anything at all. Okay. Yeah, they they weren't doing anything with Icoa, and Icoa's are like, really, we're getting bought? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all the employees are cracking up the white the champagne bottles. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's funny because smaller companies, a lot of them, it's their goal to actually get purchased by Google. I know the company that I work for, there has been a talk about how awesome it would be, but Google has been one of, our cl- one of our customers. But, you know, how awesome it would be for Google to come in and say, hey, you know, we want to buy we want to buy you guys up. And that's like, I, I think more than, more than just my company have that dream. And so to hear this, it's kind of cruel have had to have this this rumor go out there it's it's not very nice <laughs> yeah yeah um as best they can tell the rumor came from aruba they don't, haven't really released any more information than that but it's you know this is actually kind of in line with the real life hacking that we've been hearing about I, i'm kind of making a jump there but it, but it's important because it leads into one of our other headlines where someone makes a comment or hacks a headline or makes a false thing and it has real world consequences such as this uh, the other headline I'm referring to is actually a um, security uh, hotel keys mm-hmm. that just made the news this week well it's been in the news before well not that it's been used but that this vulnerability exists yeah, apparently at a at a hackers conference, um, and then we're we're talking about a white hacker white white hackers conference. Um, there was a group that showed how you can go ahead and bypass the, uh, the 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 door locks on hotels, and it doesn't register that the door has been opened. Because if if a maid comes to your door on one on some of these modern hotels and they slip their maid's key into the door their computer system records that so that that way if there was a theft in the room they could go back and check the log and say this employee's key opened up the door well they were having thefts in a whole bunch of Houston hotels and when they went to go check the the logs nothing was showing up well it turns out that these hotels are using uh, a, a series of locks um, basically, uh, I'm trying, it's called Onity, O-N-I-T-Y, that um, have been demonstrated at these uh, at these hackers conferences. This is how you bypass this lock, and it doesn't even show up. 
Well, apparently the problem is is that Onity's response is, oh, cover up the little plug that you use to plug in your machine with so you can go ahead and bypass the whole lock system. Take some epoxy glue and just put it in there. Instead of saying, here's your new circuit board you know, design that you're going to have to do that. And part of the reason this is bad is because Houston has already, the Houston Police Department has already captured a guy who's been doing this. And these little hack devices, they can either be put in an iPad case or even as small as a magic marker case. Like a highlighter. Yeah, it's bad. If you're not familiar, the White Hat Hacker Events is where a lot of hackers who mean well, actually, come together and they show the industry what vulnerabilities they found. The idea is is that the industry leaders or the industry people who are there pay attention Mm -hmm. and use that opportunity to fix things. Uh, Google has a similar event that's just theirs. Um where I forget the name of it, but where Google finds multiple vulnerabilities with Chrome and fixes them. Almost day one, they fix them. Uh, and it's really, really a good, uh, a good practice. However, it doesn't really mean much if the manufacturer doesn't pay attention. Yeah. And, and one, of the art, one, of the, one of the lines in this article is, is if there was a flaw in a car, the car would be recalled so that it could, it could be safely fixed so it could be safe for the owner. The manufacturers of these locks are not taking the steps needed to go ahead and fix these issues. In fact, they're trying, they're, they're actually asking people to ask the hotels, "What type of locks do you have, and have you have you had the hack fix put onto them?" Um, yeah, you wouldn't steal a a lock, would you? You wouldn't beat a policeman to death. <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> random throwback. You wouldn't there. steal a policeman's helmet. <laughs> another example in the in the headlines this week is another bit of real life hacking. Uh, we all remember Stuxnet and Flames, where mm-hmm. they try to take out Iran's nuclear reactors. Nuclear, sorry, I'm from the Midwest. Nuclear, nuclear, like molecular nuclear vessels. Yes, I know. Nuclear. I don't know which way sounds more hick. I like nuclear. I say nuclear, like molecular. Just say atomic. Yeah, they're <laughs> atomic reactors because we live in the fifties. Um, <laughs> Turbines to speed. <laughs> they're spaceman reactors. Um, well, there's a new one out now called W32 Naralam, and I might be mispronouncing that because who can pronounce that correctly? But it's been observed by Symantec Corporation that it is, seems to be targeting Iran again, only this time their wallets. It's taking out their currency. So do they have Ooh. money in Iran? Well, they do in the banks. Okay. So, um, I guess it's kind of the idea of if you can't take out their weapons, take out their ability to buy them. Hit them in the pocketbook. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. I, I'm good with that. I would like to point out that this is after Iran shut down Google access to their company. Not company, country. Sorry, we, <laughs> we usually talk so much about companies, it gets easy to mix it up. Yeah, Iran, oh, really? Iran's going to sue Israel over a, uh, over a patent now. They probably get better results than they currently do. <laughs> but um, I think it's safe to say someone is definitely targeting Iran. Well, we've been saying that there's a cyber war going on. It's the new version of the Cold War. Yeah, this one seems to have a definite target. Yeah. So, um, 
interestingly, the only two com- countries, yeah, I almost said it again, the only two countries it's actually affecting in the world are Iran by quite a bit, and a little bit the United States. I think it might just be a bit of blowback. Maybe some of our banks carry Iranian currency, or, or maybe it's the exchange rates, or I don't know what's going on, but kind of interesting there. I'm not a financial wizard, and I'm not even going to try and pretend to play one here, because we've gotten in trouble for that. Ruff, let us know what the crap's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Today's financial report from Ruff. (laughs) Um, Yeah, let us know, actually. Give us your feedback. Uh, Feedback at StolenDroids.com, but also, you know, let us know, and we'll get you on the show here, and you can actually just tell us your feedback, because you'll know better than we do. Um, Into Samsung news, because... What week passes where we don't have Samsung news? They're, At, like, they're like the rim of the last half of this year. Kind of, yeah, for different reasons. But yes. um, for reasons I regret, I really thought rim was going to be dead by the end of this year. I really did. I did, too. You still have a month. I don't see anything. I know this is early for our prediction show, but uh, I don't see it happening in a month. You're right. Yeah, uh, Samsung had decided to do an audit of all their manufacturing plants after it came to light that many Foxconn uh, companies may be Foxconn factories. Company is just my word of the night. It is. See, we're starting to maybe get an idea for a show title here. <laughs> just saying. Today's secret word, kids, is company. Um, well, it came to light that they might be using child labor at different Foxconn factories. So Samsung, Nintendo, Apple, they all decided to do internal audits. Samsung found that there are no child workers, which is great. They also found that pretty much every other labor regulation was being broken. (laughs) I bet they are glad they did that audit. There's going to be a lot of cleaning up to do. (laughs) (laughs) So evidently... But but they're not employing kids. They're not employing kids. They're fining people if they come in late to work. Wow. Um, If if they have an absence or they're a little bit late, they actually fine them wages. Um, They have uh, labor contract infractions, uh, illegally excessive overtime, do they have nets outside of their buildings? Uh, probably not, but uh, I hear they did beat a worker who tried to steal a piece of coal just to thaw the ink in his quill pen. <laughs> Ten points if you can get that holiday reference. No one? I got it. Okay. Um, I got it. it yeah. and, and it was very well done. Thank you for sharing with us. Oh, I just, well, we would just watch the DVD the other night. Anywho. <laughs> I so left out. <laughs> oh, come on. Everyone's seen the movie. I've probably seen it, but I just... I don't. I probably haven't. Yeah. I find it funny that Samsung and Apple can continue to go at each other in the courtroom and against each other and other people when they're facing so much fire in their own manufacturing lines at home. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I don't, I don't mean to, to bring this up into a whole new talking point mid mid-headlines, but don't you think it's kind of odd that they're spending so much time battling each other and not trying to improve their own internal systems? 
Well, should it uh, really be surprising considering how many times the left hand doesn't know, know what the right hand is doing in most of these companies? I, you know what? You're probably right, but I can't help feel but feel that in this case, the left hand doesn't care what the right hand's doing. Hmm. Just yeah, I, 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 no, it's it's very very interesting, but you know it is kind of fun to watch. In a little bit, yeah. Um, in, in in Samsung versus Apple News. Now that never happens. Yeah. Evidently, um, I think Samsung might be fans of our Facebook page. A month ago, when the iPad Mini was launched, I put a picture of it up on our Facebook page, saying, "You know, Apple has introduced the newest." Uh, subject of copy of patent litigation, the iPad Mini. A month later, yeah, it's being sued for copyright infringement and patent infringement. Saying Samsung saying that the iPad Mini copies and infringes on many of their patents. I'm not really sure how. Your Honor, we'd like to present a photo we downloaded from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the cool thing is we've we've already kind of tried to establish that RIM employees are, are fans of the show. Maybe Samsung employees are too. If they would like to sponsor us, Send I'd us say to no. Comic-Con. <laughs> if Samsung wanted to sponsor us, I'd say no. Would you really? I really would. Sue us, huh? I that I I can't help but feel I, I would not. Samsung. These poor stolen droids have not been to Comic Con yet, but you can help change that. I, you know, and maybe I'm, I'm, maybe I'm misspeaking, but I'm actually, I feel that strongly against Samsung. Not that I'm an Apple fan either. I just, they've, been, they've had so many shady things against them this year that I just wouldn't trust them. And that should be noted. Uh, you, the listeners, you know, we get sponsored uh, every week by GoToMeeting. Uh, we've been sponsored by other ones before. We typically only accept sponsorships from companies we actually believe in. Yeah, we've gotten a few of them. We've kind of went, ah, let's turn this one down. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've actually turned down quite a few. Uh, I would turn down Samsung. But anyway, so yeah, they're getting sued now for patent infringement because... I guess since Samsung won a case in some countries and lost a case in other countries, they're just trying for the same now? I don't know. Uh, you know, I think with all this patent infringement crap that we keep saying, everybody has done something at some point that somebody has patented, and now we're just seeing all these patent troll lawyers going out is like, well, you know, Apple, I think it was, was able to successfully get a patent on a rectangle with rounded corners. Really? Uh, I remember I mean, how that, can yeah. you, How can you not infringe on these ridiculous patents that are being handed out? It, it's, it's getting beyond ridiculous. My new phone doesn't have rounded corners. It's as sharp as it gets. I've cut myself on it three times. Have you? Oh, oh yeah. is that part of the security mechanism? Yes, actually. If you don't know how to hold it right, it hurts you. <laughs> That's awesome. Maybe Apple should have implemented some pointy edges. Yeah, Nokia knows where it's at. Um, and Zahner's being eaten by a wormhole again. Uh, speaking of Apple, not the wormhole, but Apple, 
they are on a firing spree. First, they get rid of the guy who wouldn't apologize for the screw-up that was iOS 6. You're fired! Now, now they've shown Richard Williamson the door. He was the one who did uh, the Apple Maps. Did he know my only question? My only question in this is what took them so long? I don't know, considering he was also the one who did that horrible Find My Friends app. Uh, now, you guys don't use iOS, so let me explain to you what Find My Friends was. Because at the time, when I still had an iPhone, this is when this app launched, and it was worthless. But if you have enabled Find My Friends, and if you've published your information, you can use it Google Latitude style and find your friends. Or, you know, you could text them. And ask them where they are? Yeah. Instead of stalking them silently using their phone's GPS. Yeah, if you really want to stalk them, that's what Facebook's for. Are you sure they're your friend? Yeah, no one used it. And anyone who used it was already using uh, Google Latitude, because that works across all, all platforms. So, don't know what took so long, but they showed him the door. Oops. Uh, let's jump back here a little bit. We uh, we talked about this as actually one of our talking points a few weeks ago. You remember when uh, the German government asked uh, Twitter to block a, a Nazi group? Mm-hmm. And we talked about First Amendment rights and how it didn't really apply in Germany and how, you know, Twitter actually did it because the German government requested. Well, we have an interesting one here. So... The FBI has asked Twitter to block Hamas's or Hama Hamas Hamas Hamas. Yeah, but how do you do that as a possessive? Hamas's. <laughs> is that really how it is? That's like Thomas's. You would say Thomas's. Maybe Hamas's. <laughs> Thomas's. Do we have any uh, English teachers out there? It's not English, though. It's not. A, it's not an English word. I, I'm just saying that the the possessive is Thomas would be Thomas's, so Hamas would be Hamas's. You say Hamas's. <laughs> I say um, no. I say Hamas's too. Next, we're going to hear that the IDF is fighting Thomas's. Anyway, so the people in front of Judea is going to come in on this too. Fighting ten Hamas's. <laughs> So the Twitter account for Hamas, there we go. The FBI claims that the Twitter account for Hamas is promoting terrorism and needs to be shut down. Yeah, they're probably right, considering Hamas has been identified as a terrorist organization. Well, we did talk about how they were they were launching the war against Israel over Twitter to begin with. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting thing here, and this is why the FBI actually... Uh, this is why... I'm sorry, Congress wants the FBI to shut it down. The FBI doesn't want Twitter to shut it down. The Congress oh, oh. Congress oh. wants the FBI to shut down the Twitter account for Hamas. So we have four entities here, okay? Here's where this gets really, really kind of sketchy for me. Twitter is a U.S.-based company. Therefore, should fall under the FBI's jurisdiction as a law enforcement agency, Correct. Hamas, however, is not a U.S.-based entity. So Didn't does they, that like, suddenly fall out? Their LLC in like Michigan or something. <laughs> We're incorporated in Virginia. 
<laughs> They're a not-for-profit. <laughs> <laughs> We're in Delaware. Really lax tax laws there. Um, but, so... <laughs> Zonar, I just saw what you put into the show notes there. Um, so, <laughs> the question is, is like, okay, so Twitter is domestic, so wouldn't that be FBI? But Hamas is most definitely not. Shouldn't that be CIA? Or should we be asking Twitter at all because it is a foreign entity and do we have any right to interfere? But on the flip side, yes we do because they're using a US-based asset to do their stuff. It's fraught with with mines there, with landmines, so much so that the FBI has not responded to Congress. They're still looking into it themselves. They don't know the legality of it. They're I- probably at least trying to you know cross their T's and dot their I's on this mm-hmm. just to make sure because maybe the terrorist next weapon might be a lawsuit. You know, and so I guess they want to make sure everything's done properly. I'm pretty sure they're not worried about a lawsuit from a terrorist organization. I, I typically think, and I am i know I'm making light of this, and it's not a light subject, but at the same time, I'm fairly certain terrorist organizations are not known for following the judicial system. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Make sure when you are driving the bomb truck that you stop at all stop signs at a complete stop. <laughs> you must comply with all regulations. <laughs> Except oh, for the part about the bomb. <laughs> we can't let Omar go and blow up the market. He hasn't turned 18 yet. OSHA would be all over that. Oh, I know. Proceed to file his 409 papers. <laughs> Is your bomb vest OSHA compliant? Nope. <laughs> Gotta go back. <laughs> we are all going to hell. <laughs> When you think you about it, does, does it matter up. if your bomb vest is OSHA compliant, if you're just going to be a splat? Yeah. I, actually, I think that's the definition of uh, OSHA incompliancy. <laughs> I think I just made up a word. Anyway, so they're probably <laughs> not just... All the time. They're probably not just looking at their uh, legal, the legality of it, but looking at the broader scope, because since they are working possibly against an international terrorist organization. I mean, they've started a war over Twitter. Can you imagine what would happen if we cut their access? We should just be lucky that this isn't their their Facebook. Great. But, um, chink. Okay. Hamas, Hamas tries to declare war over, over MySpace and nobody notices. You did not return our purple cow. <laughs> it's wandered onto your... We take to the streets with guns. <laughs> in proper Middle Eastern manner, as you do. So, Verizon. Uh, not typically one that we side with when it comes to their internet service. We typically uh, mock them mightily for only being in like three markets, even though they keep bringing out more and more features. Is actually kind of a hero to us this week. They are getting sued by different porn companies. Huh? People, the porn industry, or these porn companies, rather, have... Adult industry, adult film industry. The prawn companies, yes. Zoner knows the name, proper name. Look at that. No, I'm just trying to keep us from getting flagged as, like, a <laughs> porno podcast. Bound. Because that's the last thing anybody needs to envision. Bow. Bow, bow. I'm actually going to, like, insert, you know, that old porn background music during this segment. Anyway... <laughs> I wonder if I can do that. So, people have been bit torrenting these adult <laughs> films, and what? 
Verizon, well, you know, as they do. You don't illegally download porn. What are you talking about? So Verizon has been taken to court by these companies because they refuse to give up the names and IP addresses of their subscribers. And so Good the, for Verizon. These companies are alleging that Verizon is making money off of these porn downloads, that they're in on it. It's one big, vast conspiracy. Technically, you could make the argument that Verizon is making money off of it because they're using Verizon's service and they get paid a monthly fee. But was the intent to make money off of the porn industry or was the intent just to give somebody internet access? The intent is to scare them into giving up the names. Here's the problem. The studios behind the lawsuit aren't exactly the big ones. And Verizon is freaking huge. Verizon's legal team could steamroll these guys. However, that might cause the ire of the rest of the adult industry. So, I mean, truth be told, people stole their stuff. Right? Yeah. Legally, they're in the clear to get this information, except for the fact that it happens to violate Verizon's agreement with its end users. So Verizon is standing on principle. These film industries, these film companies, are standing on the law. <laughs> or standing with the law, rather. I, I, I like principles sometimes. I like principles, too. So that's, that's that. We'll have to keep an eye on what's happening there. I, I'm not an anarchist, but I think that a lot of the laws, as we know, um, me, crazy right-wing nut job... Um, there's too many laws as it is, you know, and a lot of the laws don't need to be there. I we only really sometimes need, we only really need one law, and it's the law of Wheaton. Don't be a douche. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nice um, modification there. I, I thought um, so. But um, you, you know, you've got these laws, and they're basically designed for. They're not. They're not necessarily designed to protect the people that are designed to protect industries and people who pay money, etc., etc. So, you know, sometimes I think principles are better than laws that are... That's just me. Not many courts will agree with you. Um, I know! What's wrong with them? (laughs) Moving on here, we have some interesting news here. A rumor came about a while ago, and I don't want to say necessarily rumor, but maybe a mis written report. Originally it said that Microsoft was going to release a new operating system every two years, Firefox style. We all kind of scoffed on that. You guys remember that? Yeah. We heard that going, no one's going to go for that. No one wants to do the Firefox thing now. No one wants to have to buy a whole new OS. Well, it turns out they were partially right. They just misidentified some of the facts. It's not going to be a whole new OS. It's going to be a new version of the OS. Kind of like how Apple's OS X goes through 10.1, 10.2, 10.3. The idea is that in two years, we will come out with an update to Windows 8. It's called Windows Blue. That's what the project's called. And the idea is to integrate new features for much cheaper than a whole new OS would cost that update the UI, update security, update different features, hardware, drivers, etc., etc., without doing a complete overhaul that freaks freaks the crap out of everyone like Windows 8 does right now. Isn't this called a service pack? Not quite. A service pack addresses different updates that need to be done for security reasons. 
they don't actually change the UI at all, this would. Hmm. It kind of would be like the updates from, from OS X Lion to Mountain Lion. It's kind of the same, same yeah. idea. It's the same idea there. The nice thing is that the development cycle will be much cheaper that way, and they can release it much more regularly, and the updates will cost much less than a whole new OS would. So you may be going on and on about how you don't like uh, Windows 8 right now, and we'll get to that later in our talking point, but uh, eventually you will, because it'll be all that's there. Uh-huh. So let's see, Apple has uh, has uh, big cats in their names. Android Come has join us. <laughs> Apple has uh, or Android has uh, desserts, and now Microsoft has colors. Colors. Yeah. I I've... can't. I cannot wait for burnt sienna to come out. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's what the they were best. trying to get at when they said Metro interface. Desert for Mica. Windows Desert for Mica. Yeah, because we're all very metro here. Another badum chink. Okay. Speaking of Google and their Jelly Bean, they just released a new update to Jelly Bean 4.2.1, where they save Christmas. Uh, they've brought December back to the masses. I, I personally think this was all just a huge power play by Google to show that they could take away a month from you. <laughs> they are that powerful. I am altering the calendar. Pray, I, can, I do not alter it further. Yeah, I've just taken away a twelfth of your life. <laughs> <laughs> and the one where you get gifts in. Yeah, everything well, you do in that month, gone now. What's they, funny is, yeah, I'll go. I, I was going to say, that what's funny is in the uh, in the change log, they, uh, they mention, oh yeah, they, they fixed uh, you know the numbers in a in a range picker, and then they say in parentheses, "A.K.A. Christmas is back or Santa's back or something like that." <laughs> We're bringing well, Santa if there, back. If, if Google is smart enough to, when I log in on my birthday and do a search, and I get a custom Google Doodle made of birthday cakes that says "Happy Birthday to Me," um, <laughs> they they can. I, I don't doubt that they can take away a twelfth of the year. That's a little he bit didn't creepy. Know he hate to have that happen, right? That, that was that was just a little bit creepy. Yeah, it, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, whose birthday is it today? Wait a minute, it's my birthday. <laughs> Don't you feel important? <laughs> I did. I did for a second, and then I, I, I'm, I, I was very confused for a couple minutes until I figured out what they had done. You know, the only but, way yeah. to make that cooler is if you then click on the doodle, and it takes you to a page of search results for you. Oh, that would have been cool. To really creep you out. Instead, it just took me to my G Plus profile page. Yep. Okay, um, a Kickstarter campaign that we hadn't really been talking about much, but uh, ooh yeah, Ooh yeah, ooh yeah, from Huawei. No, I- I'm joking. It's not. It- it's the virtual. It's the spiritual successor to OnLive with the uh, the streaming gaming that we had been talking about months ago. Uh, it has ended with huge success. And uh, they've actually picked up some additional partners, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Schmidt, you want to carry this one? Yes. You seem to care more about it than I do. <laughs> yeah, so the um, New York Kickstarter ended, in, and they ended it by announcing uh, a lot of different partnerships that they have. Uh, some of the big ones that stick out are partnership with OnLive, um, which is a 
game streaming service, Vivo, which is uh, music videos, and it, it's kind of like YouTube, I guess. <laughs> I don't really use Vivo that much. but uh, And then tune in for radio stations and music streaming. And then the one that I'm most excited about is XBMC. Uh, I, I believe XBMC will be built into the OS, so that will be a huge contributor to a lot of the content you'll be able to get on there. And uh, and, and it comes out March of 2013. Uh, you, can, you can already pre-order your Ouya device. I, I will most likely get one. If only for uh, nerd cred. <laughs> the sound, it's starting to sound pretty cool. I, mean, I remember we talking about it in an earlier podcast, and we were kind of, uh, you know, not really excited about it. Didn't really seem... We weren't really I, I was. sure. Yeah, we weren't sure what was going to be of it. So it's starting to sound more and more solid. That's excellent. Well, uh, best of luck to them. I'm, I'm not sure that there'll be a separate device... I don't believe in the future. I don't think this is the final build for it. I think it'll end up turning into a service that'll be on other devices, is my personal thought. It'll I, be like I the next Netflix. Yeah, I, I think it's something they'll they'll want to either build into a TV or, or like you say, software as a service. Like, you'll you'll call it from your TV or computer, much like on live works. So, Most yeah, likely. it'll see... We'll see exactly how it turns out. Most definitely. Hey, before we go off to our uh, commercial break, I actually wanted to bring up another Kickstarter that's still going. Uh, The Krypton Radio Kickstarter is still going. Uh, It has six days left, and that's from the time of recording right now on Thursday. By the time you hear it, it probably has less time. Needless to say, it'll be ending before the next time we record. This may be your last chance to contribute to something really great in the geek community, the only comic book and sci-fi radio station in the world. Um, and we would definitely love to see you guys uh, help out with that. It's part of the Christmas season, you know. Give to these guys that give so much every day. Uh, we would appreciate that. Uh, but we will see you on the flip side. In today's world, it can be hard to find time to spend with a good book. That's where the guys at Open Book Audio can help. Open Book Audio offers a large selection of pre-recorded audiobooks for you to enjoy while driving to work, working out, or any other time you feel like enjoying a good story. Open Book Audio not only has pre-recorded audiobooks, but can also help you record your self-published book as well, giving authors another way to distribute their stories. Their fast, professional service combined with affordable pricing ensure your book is made with the highest quality. So no matter if you're an author or a reader, Open Book Audio has what you need. You can visit them on the web at openbookaudio.com. That's openbookaudio.com. Open Book Audio. Your story out loud. Hello, and welcome to Stolen Droids Podcast. Uh, Zook, wait. Um, I can never remember when I can hear the Stolen Droids Podcast. Well, you can start out the week with us on trekradio.net every Monday at noon Eastern Standard. Okay, but what if I miss it on Monday? Well, then you can catch us Tuesday on KryptonRadio.com, 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Ooh, and if I miss it then, too? Well, you can always find us on iTunes and play us anytime from your iPod or iPhone. Well, you know I don't own any Apple stuff. Okay, then you can stream us to your Android device from Stitcher.com, on demand whenever you want. Smeg. I don't have any room left on my Android. You can always listen to us at StolenDroids.com. Um, but... You're not trying very hard at this, are you? Stole Droids Podcast. 
it's kind of hard to avoid. Hey, this is Jonathan Colton, and you're listening to Stolen Droids Podcast. Or is it the Stolen Droids Podcast? I don't know. <laughs> we are back and into our fast lane. Somehow, classified and sensitive shredded documents from the New York Police Department were used as confetti this year. Thus adding the new line to your Miranda rights, you have the right to have your private information thrown out over the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> Not Skyfall, Skyfail. A UK government website listed a fake 007 job position. Now someone else will soon be looking for a new assignment. TSR, the original makers of Dungeons & Dragons, is back, baby. After Wizards of the Coast let the trademark lapse in 2011, a new gaming company has picked it up and will be starting Gygax Magazine. And the Scandinavian police raided the home and confiscated a Winnie the Pooh laptop of a nine-year-old girl after she attempted and failed to download some music by a Finnish pop star. In the process, they managed to prove that Weird Al was right when he said, it doesn't matter if you're a grandma or a seven-year-old girl, they'll treat you like the evil, hard-bitten, criminal scum you are. A Chinese company has started manufacturing a knockoff version of the Apple iMac and has managed to beat Apple to the market. The rather convincing copy runs Windows 8 matches everything in the original iMac, other than the OS. Can't wait for this to be put onto another episode of Jimmy Kimball, uh, where people can't tell that it's not an Apple. <laughs> the Onion named North Korean leader Kim Jong-un the sexiest man alive for 2012. Newspapers in China grabbed the story, and not understanding the awesomeness of The Onion, ran with the story as fact. Yeah, as fact, proving that they need to get out from behind the Great Wall of China and explore the internet a bit more. Director Brian Singer has confirmed that Ian McKellen and Sir Patrick Stewart will appear in the upcoming film X-Men Days of Future Past. As we, as we all know, everything is better with a little, little, little bit or a lot of Sir Patrick Stewart's own program. And finally, scientists have found the largest black hole ever. Put your minds out of the gutter. We are serious. Uh, actually, I think it's Sir Ian McKellen as well. Actually, yes. you are correct. Yeah, I think they're both sirs. I think everyone over there is a sir now. Pretty much, it's, it's not. I harsh. think it's just a requirement <laughs> when you immigrate over there or if you're born there. Well, like like over here, you can pay extra for vanity plates, and over there, <laughs> you pay extra for the sir title. <laughs> like when you're renewing your license, you pay an extra twenty dollars and you get the sir or madame title. Well, Matt, they or dame, dame licenses. Dame, pretty dame. sure they have everything else licensed. <laughs> it only makes sense. They can really make some great revenue that way. You know that the guy that has like 14 titles in front of his name. You know, you can pay here to have the cert title. You can pay the it Social Security Office. It doesn't mean anything here, though. No, I know, but you pay the Social Security Office to legally change your name, Sir So-and-so. Sirloin. You Sirloin of Beef. Anyway. Sirloin, that could be kind of dirty. Mr. Loin. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, it'll, it'd be even better if you had, like, you know, a normal table or, you know, a normal drink or... I'll just have the loin special. The loin room. That's not as funny as I thought it was going to be. No. So, <laughs> I'm the one who makes the unfunny jokes. So. <laughs> all right. Well, our talking point this week is kind of an interesting one. One that you might say, well, duh. And it all comes from a CNET posting. CNET, Consumer Net or Consumer Electronics Net... Um, is a popular website that we've referenced many times in the past. I personally really enjoy them. They posted something kind of dumb, I thought, to Facebook. And it was simply that a 
report that they don't actually name suggests that Windows 8, that the launch of Windows 8 is actually quite disappointing. Are you surprised? And the next 200 plus posts are from people going on and on about, well, no, Windows 8 sucks. Windows 8 is horrible. I don't think Microsoft's going to make it to a Windows 9. And the overriding theme about it, which was hilarious, was that Windows 8 can't run on PCs. It's only meant for touchscreens. The reason why this was so funny was because two hours prior, CNET ran another Facebook post stating how, and this has been a headline that's been repeated a lot this week, Microsoft is reporting that the launch of Windows 8 is outselling the launch of Windows 7. And as I've pointed out previously on different articles on the site, the launch of an OS never counts. No one, except for the early adopters, goes out and picks it up at launch. Unless you're well, an Apple fanatic. Well, I have a question real quick. <laughs> How many of these are actual from, from new computer sales and not just OS sales? Do they count the new computer sales in that number? They, these are licenses, which means both. Okay. But it's still outselling. And so the point of this week's talking point is actually the expectation of technology or the preconceived notion of technology versus the reality of technology. Now... Three of the four, full disclosure here, three of the four of us on the panel are using Windows 8. I believe all three of us are using it right now, actually, as we record this. Yeah. Are Correct. you holding it right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, it works fine. I don't need to hold it. There's no way to hold it wrong. None of us are using a touchscreen. Nope. I'm not even using a mouse. Uh, so we can tell you right now it works fine on a laptop or a desktop or a PC with no touch interface. Stark has not upgraded to Windows 8 right now, mainly because you just got that Windows 7 computer, correct? This is new and shiny to me. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> don't don't you mean 95? No. That was his old rock. <laughs> no, I thought that was a 3-1. I'm going to hit you with the rock. <laughs> it was actually made by AS Rock, too. Um... But so it's interesting because you'll find this a lot, and you'll find this both with tech-savvy people and not tech-savvy people, that they expect technology to work a certain way when, in reality, the very opposite of it is true. In this case, with this instance, it's the idea that Windows 8 can't run without a touch interface, which is entirely false. Well, it's not just it's not just Windows 8. I mean, look at how many people were thinking that Siri, from the from the 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 the, uh, the, the, the Apple iPhone products, was going to do all the stuff for them, and then when it didn't do what they saw happen on the commercials, they actually brought out lawsuits. Yeah, well, and, and Apple has a really good what we call the reality distortion field about that, where they really hype up people's expectations. For instance, I just saw an ad today. Did you know that the iPhone 5 employs this clever little microphone on the back of the, cam- back of the phone near the camera, which listens to ambient sound and uses that to cancel out the noise so your phone calls are clearer? They call this noise cancellation technology. Amazing. Almost as amazing as it was 10 years ago when Jawbone first brought it to market. <laughs> but the expectation there is, and, and Apple's excellent at it, I'm not 
griping on them. This is not a gripe session. Apple is excellent at marketing the expectation of technology. They well, expect Apple to be revolutionizing these things, so in their minds, they are. It's it's like that Samsung Galaxy S3 commercial that was ripping on the, I, the fools waiting in line for the iPhone 5. You know, they're like, oh, oh well, we're getting this. We've had it for a year. We're getting this. Yeah, so what? We've had it for a long time, too. I mean, Apple's not really revolutionary. and In fact, they've been kicking out a lot of beta products, Siri, Maps, and they're pimping them as, as a finished product. And people's expectations are, well, they say it's a finished product. It's a finished product. Well, I don't, I don't even know if that's their expectation. I think they look at Google and Gmail, which only left the beta like a year ago. Yeah, it was in beta for what, like ever? A decade? Ten years. <laughs> and the idea is that, well, yeah, they say beta, but they wouldn't release it to us if it didn't work. And they yeah. got that expectation from Google, their competitor. Um, I'm reminded of, and I, and I told this story to the panel before we started recording. I'll, I'll tell it now to our listeners. But uh, a long time ago, I read an article in The Atlantic about the state of car design. And cars aren't necessarily gadgets, but they still employ a lot of technology. And the amazing uh, feedback they were getting from test drivers, these are car manufacturers who were trying to make the next great car, they found that people were basically stupid about how they wanted a car designed compared to how an engineer wants it. For instance, the safest car they tested was actually a, a Porsche sports coupe. I think it was a Porsche Carrera. And that completely floored people. Well, the idea is it's safe because it could avoid accidents. It had a shorter stopping distance. It had better maneuverability, a better acceleration. It could avoid the accident. Well, the expectation of people was they wanted the high-centered, the, the, the high-balanced SUV because when they got hit, it would be better armored. The expectation was you're going to get hit. You better make sure you're in a tank versus I think I can avoid getting hit. I better have the maneuverable car that gets me into safety. And it's the same way with technology. People think we're going to use it a certain way, so they make these preconceived notions. And we see it all the time, right? Well, yeah, one of the preconceived notions was is that uh, cruise control would actually steal the car for you. I was yeah. unaware of that one. Yeah, you, you hear the story. Yeah, they, some guy was in a was in a motorhome and he was driving and he was like, "I'm gonna go make me a sandwich." Hit the cruise control button and then stood up from the driver's seat to walk back and make himself a sandwich. As you can imagine, I, I think that's actually, more Darwinism. I, I I actually <laughs> went to school um, and a bunch of the girls that I went to school with uh, when I was in high school were driving uh, down to a warmer area for spring break and they had that misconception as well that cruise control was an autopilot now so it would go ahead it was an an accident ensued <laughs> yeah so the question is is like is this all based off of education or a lack thereof or is there something else involved as well well you know i i think with windows windows 8 a lot of the preconceived notions of it are not only that it's only for tablets and whatnot, but people will look back to Windows Windows um, Vista 
and we saw this a lot when Windows 7 came out because Vista had such a horrible it, it was a bad operating system it, it never should have been released the way that it was and then when Microsoft came out with Windows 7 they're like oh well it's going to be like Vista and XP you know that's where we stay forever and then Windows 8 comes out oh remember how bad Vista was yeah they got it right with Windows 7 but every other operating system that they release is bad Windows 8 is going to suck well you know, I, 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 I've heard that one too where it's kind of like the uh, even odd curse for the original series Star Trek movies yeah Star Trek all the, yeah. Even, all the even ones were supposed to be good all the odd ones were supposed to be bad it was almost the same thing here every other OS from Microsoft was going to be bad so are, they, had, are we really basing our expectations off of superstition at this point and if so, how can we as logical people say, well, when I rolled the bones this morning, it said that my computer was going to suck? You know, that seems so... <laughs> I am reminded of the line from Men in Black. Man, the individual is smart, but as a group, we're stupid. I, mean, I know I'm, I'm getting that completely wrong. But dumb, panicky animals, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just seems very odd. Another headline has come out this week, also related to Windows 8. The Surface RT tablet, that's the one that runs Windows RT, has already launched. Had some positive reviews, had some negatives. You know, good and bad. Um, most people are probably going to wait for the second generation. Well, the Surface Pro has been announced as well. Now, if you're not familiar, Surface RT runs Windows RT. That is the kind of dumbed-down version that runs on ARM processors. Surface Pro runs full-on Windows 8 on standard PC components. Okay, It's going to hold a 10.5-inch screen, 10-point multi-touch. It's going to have a Core i5 processor, which is pretty freaking fast. It's faster than my desktop at work. It's going to have 4 gigs of RAM and up to 128 gigs of storage plus an SD card for additional. That's impressive in my mind. It's going to be starting at $900. And people have gone ape. Well, I can get an iPad for half of that. Yes, but the expectation is that you're looking at a tablet when the reality is you're looking at a laptop minus the keys. I mean, I'm surprised that people, people don't think that, that when you get a Surface, you're going to be able to go ahead and dance like they do in the commercials. Yeah, I don't understand why they're... Wait, What? In the surface, <laughs> in the surface commercials—they're all dancing because they're all doing the little snap thing. With the oh keyboard. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, for, I use a, B, uh, a DVR. I don't see commercials anymore. But let's just put this in in comparison. That tablet, if you want to call it that, is more powerful than my media center here at home, the one that I use to stream and record multiple HD channels at once. But you can get an iPad for half the price. <laughs> but you guys see my, my, my point it's crazy mm-hmm. because it's like it's not an iPad though now I, I think that marketing people have created expectations and regardless of how good or bad a product is there's always going to be somebody with, with expectations that are either gro- well most likely grossly unfulfilled well, I mean, it almost sounds like a Dilbert cartoon. Well, I'm sure it is at some some point. We can go check his archives. We want to hear what you think, uh, the listeners. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. What are your thoughts? Are there ones that we've missed? Little bits of expectation versus reality that have just been left completely un, 
unfulfilled? Is there a reason you think behind it? Is it just marketing? Is it ignorance? Um, or is it just, you know, suspicion? Yeah, or fanboyism. Well, that's a big one. And speaking of Dilbert, as Dilbert says about marketing, that's just liquor and guessing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Into our favorites this week. We didn't have any last week, but we have them this week. Uh, mine comes from collegehumor.com. It's a, you ever watch those horror movies with all the little kids, because little kids can be creepy, and wonder, you know, what's it like trying to raise them or raise like parenting? Like kindergarten cop, okay. Yeah. Well, this one is a daycare that's specially suited for all those horror movie children, and they have all of them there. And it's a very upbeat daycare personnel person who's handling them and really trying to do her best to watch the kids. I personally think it's a good sign of all parenting, not just the horror movie kids. And uh, my favorite this week, uh, the month of November is commonly referred to as Movember uh, in order to raise awareness for prostate cancer and other male health issues. Uh, and I found an awesome little video. It's entitled David's Big Problem. And basically, um, creepy is as creepy does. Just because you have a mustache doesn't make you creepy. Uh, but being creepy actually makes you creepy. And it's it's an epic, epic, epic video. Um, plus, you know, if you have a chance to, to do something for men's health, donate to a cause or whatever now's a good time to do it alright so my favorite this week uh, we all love comedian songwriters comedian uh, 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 musicians uh, we've talked about Jonathan Coulter we've talked about uh, Weird Al Yankovic uh, one of my other big favorites is a fan turned singer called The Great Lukeski and every year he comes out with his own Christmas song and he has one called When You Wish Upon a Death Star basically has everything to do with Disney taking over uh, Star Wars and uh, if, if you go to the link that's in there I know for the first little while the, the song is free for download if you wait too long then it, then it goes into a pay behind a paywall but you can still listen to it but you would have to pay to be able to download it so, but uh, check it out. Uh, the, the Great Lewski's gonna done a lot of great comedy songs in the past. He's actually the one that did uh, "What's Up, Spock." He, he did that for for Doctor Demento, uh, which is kind of cool. He did the I, "I'm a Smeghead," which is what was one of my favorites about a month ago. And uh, he's done he's done quite a few. So, very cool. Uh, my favorite of the week uh, is. Uh, leaked story details and concept art from a new game coming out from one of my favorite uh, game developers. Uh, they have developed two of uh, my favorite games, uh, Marathon, back in the uh, 90s, and Halo, as we all affectionately know in the, from this last decade. Um, their new game coming out... You didn't uh, love some, Oni? Oni? I didn't play Oni. Oh. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so their new game, Destiny, they, are, they are, have started work on, and the first de- details were released um, on IGN's website, uh, along with some very neat concept art. Um, and it, they explain a little bit of the story without giving away too many uh, spoilers and um, give you some very drooling, drool-inducing concept art. So check it out. 
and uh, get excited because they are releasing this not just on Xbox 360 now, but Xbox 360, PS3, um, and I believe Wii U. Uh, so and there's some hints of some MMO action in there, from what I read. Yeah, that's very yeah. cool. All right, well, that is our show this week. Uh, we appreciate you listening. As always, we want your feedback. Feedback at StolenDroids.com. Again, shout-out to our friends, TrekRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, Stitcher.com. Uh, check out uh, the Kickstarter for CryptonRadio.com. And until next time, cheers. End of line. One to beam up. Good day. <laughs>